Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Super necessary. And welcome back to Super Necessary. So we're doing a recap. We haven't done one of these for a long time. No, um, no. Seems like we we seem to say that a bit more often now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, yeah, we've, we enjoyed we've, we've kind of just turned into a interview page now. Page, we're not a page. An interview <laughs> podcast now, which isn't a bad thing, but it, it's nice to revisit our roots, as it were, sometimes. Yeah. When the yeah. time calls for it. And um, UFC London was certainly... One of them times they didn't quite live up to March's UFC London, but no. that was that was off the fucking Richter scale. So I, I didn't really expect it to quite live up to them expectations. So I'm still not disappointed. Well, yeah. I mean the main event I am, but everyone will be with that, and obviously we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, um, so what we're going to do today is I say recap UFC London. Um, we're going to let you know about our next charity live stream now that we've decided once and for all on which charity we're going to do it on we've been tossing a couple of names around haven't we so yeah uh, we've now made the decision on that so we can reveal that today and um, then we've got some questions yep so Keaton has got the card there I believe I have I have so run us through it so I missed the first fight because I was still in work at the time. Well, I just left work. Yeah. So I was unable to see that fight. So the first fight, and I think it started right on on the dot, uh, Nicholas Dolby uh, versus Claudio Silva. Um, <clears throat> Dolby got the unanimous decision, uh, very rightly so. Uh, Silva was quite strong in the first round. Um Using wrestling, uh, Dolby had this breathing technique that he spoke a bit about on commentary. He said it's something that he does. It's not not that he's out of breath. It's something that he does. He sort of sort of breathes heavily. Um, the round uh, obviously I think that was a deciding factor in it because Silva got tired. Mm. Uh, second round was Dolby's. He um, he pushed the pressure more. Used his takedowns more. And then the third round, you could tell both of them coming out. Silva was a lot more tired, but still impressed with him because he was still throwing and trying to throw up things and submissions and that. So, yeah, 
Um, that fight, yeah, Dolby provincially won uh, the latest two rounds. Um, so the the next one we didn't see properly, just no, because we you were know, in the middle of setting up. But I saw glances of it, and it was a uh, Victoria Leonardo and Mandy Bohm. Um, seems like a lot of people go with Mandy Bohm coming into this one. Um, also, now I think she's you know into a new FC. Um, but by the looks of it, Leonardo just controlled the grappling. Uh, seems to be quite a lot of work against the cage, controlling the clinch. Um, as I say, I can't comment on it too much because I didn't see all of it, but the glimpses that I caught, Leonardo was sort of controlling it the whole way. Um, bloody hell. We've, we've talked about this, Keen. We have, we have, but yeah. It's okay. Apologize. You apologize. You've just heard um the wires sheet. So that was um but next we can move on to one that we both did see. It's great. Okay. So we both <laughs> did see. Yeah. Which which was... is Jai Herbert. Oh yeah, Jai Herbert, okay. And Kyle Nelson. Um do you wanna start with this while I take a drink? Yeah, so it was, um, obviously, Jai got the, I think it was unanimous decision in the end. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, unanimous. It was, just, it was a interesting fight, um, and he's done well, Jai, here because the first round was very comfortably um, Nelson's. Yeah. You know, he was all over him, Jai couldn't get near him, and then, yeah, the second round was close. Um Jai was working a lot more, pushing the pressure more, you know, actually attacking essentially. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a close round, the second one, and then I think they've definitely gone in tied. Um and then yeah, he's he's done more of the same in the third round again. Another close round. Could have went either way in fairness, but I think we I think the right decision was was come to Jai. You know, after as la and I said this to you last night, I mean you can't even say Jai Herbert looked better in this fight than he did his last one because against the Poirier, he was looking brilliant mm. and then just got knocked out out of nowhere. Until he got caught, yeah. Yeah, so, um, albeit last time in defeat, two good performances back-to-back from him in fairness. Yeah. Um, just the, the record doesn't reflect that. I think one of the most important things as well, you've seen him make those adjustments. Yeah, I mean that first round wasn't his. He knew that he went back to his corner, mm. made those adjustments coming out. You know that well, shows so fight to in it. So many times, especially recently, we've watched ourselves and noticed it. Like so many fighters don't change strategy mid fight if it's not working. Yeah, you know I think we've seen it with Grundy a while back. It went for about literally about twenty takedowns in the fight and got like two. Yeah. Um. You know, it happened happened last night, which we'll come to in a bit. And um, yeah. with one of the fights, you know. And it's weird because it's I don't know, it, it if if we can see, like it sounds it sounds almost like I'm trying to say I know better than that we know better than them, but we're not obviously. But like if we can see it, surely they can definitely see it. Yeah. So to not make the adjustments seems odd. 
whether they don't think it's needed is is we don't know that. But sometimes if it's obvious something's not working, you've got to switch it up. And some fighters don't always do that. You know, so it's a, in the in the fight that you sort of relating it to further on the cards. It could be emotions, you know what I mean? Like, mm. with that fight, he was speaking to his team. They were saying, do this, you need to do this. And maybe it is just emotions and frustrating, frustration that leads you not to make those adjustments as well. I mean, never been in there, but I can only imagine it's, it's a very emotion-sort-of-driven experience, you know, from the moment you walk in to... When you fight, you know, there's a lot going on with the body. Maybe yeah. sometimes it can be that, but it's the important things we've seen, Jay, make those adjustments, you know, and turn it round and get the win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So the next fight we move on to, I think a lot of people are looking forward to this, considering the sort of back and forth they were having in the lead up to it as well. Is it Mohammed Mikhaev and Charles Johnson in a G? Um, what did you make of Mikhaev's performance? Um, good, boring, if that makes sense. He had a game plan, he executed it to perfection. Mm. Is it what most people want to see in a fight? No, not necessarily. But, you know, you come to, you come to appreciate all forms of MMA and he executed his game plan perfectly. I just wish he lost. Does um, Charles Johnson sort of get a, a thing for that? Like you're saying, it was good, but it was boring. Could Johnson defend them well and that have made it boring because he was in that sort of... He was on a, that hip position quite a bit, um, wasn't he? Maybe a little. I mean, Johnson was in a predicament where no matter what he was doing, he was getting tough down and Johnson's a wrestler, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he was in a predicament where he couldn't stop the takedown and he couldn't... Well, he actually he was doing well defending the actual takedown at first, but he couldn't stop him just having hold of him the whole time. And it's like, if he makes one wrong move, he's, he compromises himself straight away. So he doesn't want to put himself in that in that position. And, you know, Khabib was the master of that. Yeah. Like, keep hold of them. Eventually, they're going to make a mistake. And he capitalised on it. Now, it didn't come to that way. Mikhaev obviously went the distance. Mm. Um, but no, he, I mean, it's one of them. He had a game plan. He executed it. Johnson knew he didn't really have an answer to it. And if he tried anything drastic, he would have uh, been a finish rather than a decision. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's much Johnson could have done in fairness. I think it was interesting to see him like, because you don't see it quite often, but when Micaiah was on that hip, sort of with the single leg, Johnson would like sit down and take that like, I don't, I don't know if I've really seen that before, you know what I mean? Because usually people try and sort of turn into the opponent, you know, mm. so they don't give the back up, but to sort of go down and onto his, sit on his ass basically, he was a, Never unusual move. I don't know whether he done that to try throw Mikhaev off, you know. Yeah, maybe. But it, um, it was interesting to see his his style. Um, I think they were they were talking a bit as well. I, I can't remember on what side they were referring to. They were saying about you know coming into it, you know, where they're being. You can't just you don't just steamroll through people in in the UFC like 
where you may have somewhere else. I think mm. it might have been released to Johnson and knocking people out in that. Yeah. Um. Or maybe that's what he, he thought Mikhail would do because there was that sort of back and forth, you know. Yeah. Maybe Johnson thought, well, we're going to stand and have it. Mm. Um, he sort of got that, like, Bobby Green about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I want to, like, make a pun, but he sort of got that energy <laughs> of Bobby Green. Um, mm. But, yeah, um, yeah no, good but performance from Mikhaev. He Good performance from Mikhaev, and then he then cemented me not liking him even more by talking shit about Paddy after the yeah. event again. It's like, yeah, it's really, of all the times you're going to talk shit about him after... He done. He said what he said in the cage, like, and after with Adam Catterall, like, it's like you're really gonna, you're yeah. really gonna talk shit about him after that. Yeah, like, I've seen piece that of, piece of shit. Um, he was talking about him like showing his ass in that way, and he really yeah. take it into context. For one, the haters do give him, do fat shame him. Know I me mean? when he puts on weight. Mm. Two, he literally said five hours before that he got that message. Know what I mean? Mm. So. He was obviously pissed off as well. No, I mean, because well, no, he said, didn't he? Like, he said, "I'm gonna, um, I'm, I'm gonna pull him. I'm gonna moon. I'm gonna pull my ass out." Hmm. And uh, all the haters when I make weight, yeah, he made weight, and he, he just stuck to the red. That's and that's him. the thing with him. He he does what he said he's gonna do. That's just him being him. But to to go out to say something about him after what he said is just is a piece of shit move. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move. Let's move on from. Um, I don't like talking about it. So th- this one, um, we saw the glimpses of it, and this is because our food came. Now you can understand why we'd like miss some of this. Uh, this is Jonathan Pierce and Machwan Amiakani. Mm. Um, obviously, I don't know if this was Pierce's first time in the UK. Obviously, Amiakani was on the last London card. Um, he was. So he probably had. The sort of crowd behind bit more favouritism. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what the odds were of them coming in. Um, but sort of seeing that like Pierce sort of was in control majority mm. of the time with Rooksby. Yeah. Um, I think the, the finishing sequence it was a TKO, weren't it? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. TKO. And we didn't catch it properly. Um but, yeah, which is understandable. Um, but like, is it was quite a dominant fight anyway. Um, and he sort of took him down and got him with ground and pound until the ref stopped it. Yeah. Um. So we'll move on further. Next, this is one we did watch and we were quite engrossed in. It was Nathaniel Woods. Uh, and Charles Rosa, um, I'll let you speak How for a bit. Did Nathaniel Wood not get a performance of the night bonus? Mm. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Like, this is a man who's had two years out of the cage, no fight for two years, and he comes in and put, puts on a performance like that. He and destroyed it, his leg within about five kicks. Uh, I think I've seen something before that he put up of uh, he's got like the most legs landed. Not ever, but he's in in that sort top of top five, five for most likely. Yeah, yeah, averaging like within five fights or something. Yeah, um, but they were on point, and you know, Rosa didn't have an answer for the leg kicks. 
Um, and it, it was just downfall because, you know, he was trying to get up with him. Yeah. And Nathaniel would just take out that leg. Um, but, you know, when we spoke to him, he done, he's done what he wanted to do. He wanted a long performance. He wanted a, he wanted a full fight, basically. He wanted it to go the distance. And, you know, the hometown boy, he, uh, he, he put on a hell of a performance. And again, he should have had a performance of the night bonus. That's it. I mean, he wanted to enjoy the experience and by the looks of it, he did. I mean... Very, very much so. We were saying it when we were watching him, like, everything he was doing was just... He looked he looked brilliant, especially at featherweight, you know. As, as we said, it's a great introduction for him to the weight. Yeah. But everything he was doing, his foot movements, his head movements... A little movement. bit off top at the moment, but I just want to say as well, um, another one of our former guests, who we're not going to be talking about on this, but... Um, George Hardwick, congratulations, winning the yes. Cage Warriors title. Absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant win for him. L- lovely. It was just yeah. vintage Hardwick. It was. And then he got his palm out today. <laughs> nice. So it, the world is good again. Yeah. The Hardwick has a belt and a palm out. Can't complain. Got to be happy. No. It is yeah, just belt. wanted to throw that in there because if I left it, I'd forget. Yeah. Um, so congrats to Hardwick, great performance. Um, Indeed. as we were saying, um, everything he was doing, it was just it was just on point, wasn't it? His yeah. foot movements, his head movements, his picking his shots. Got to none of the elbows landed. Yeah, he threw a couple of them. I mean, give it to Rosie, he stood there and he tried to fight back, but Nathaniel was just seeing. And mm. I think one thing that he done well is, was. He didn't get into that firefight, you know. Rose was trying to pull him into a firefight and just scrap, and you know, even when those punches were landing on the inside, he went, you know, staying there. He was moving out. He was picking his shots again, and mm. I think it was a very great performance. Um, and as I say, like you want to make a statement when you come into a division, you know, that's how, that's you, how do you do it. Do it. Um, do you have anything to add in regards to the Rosa Wood fight? No, again, just you know, Rosa got to give him credit, tough son of a bitch. Mm. Um, I didn't think he'd come off for the second round in fairness, and he and he and he did. Um, you got to give him credit where it's due. But Nathaniel was a man possessed, he, wa- he wasn't losing that fight, mm. he was in his um, hometown, he's it weren't gonna happen, yeah. And most importantly, you know, we, we've Two years, man. You know, mm. he hasn't fought. That was his first fight since we've been doing the podcast. Yeah, which is crazy. That is mad. We spoke to him twice. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just it was a long time coming, and yeah, he's finally back and looking better than ever. That's nice to have him back. Um, dangerous, dangerous man in the in the division. Yep. 100 percent Um so we move on then to the next fight, which is Mark Dear Casey and Demir Hadzovic. Um as Matt this one we've seen Dear Casey just use a lot of wrestling, wasn't it? Mm. He usually throws a lot of dynamic striking and he threw the odd bit in, didn't he? Like but yeah. not, not as much as normal, but it was just it was dominance, you know. Mm. 
I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to assert his dominance in that fight. Like, yeah. you know, you you think you think you're a big bad bastard, and nah, I, you know, I am. <laughs> yeah. And that's what he done. He just asserted his dominance, and um, was this this was the Bosnian bomb fellow, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was fucking built like a. Yeah, big <laughs> and then he got in the cage and he was three foot four. Yeah, um, no, it, that's all it was. Mark the occasion, he just wanted to assert his dominance and he did just that. It was a it was a pretty, I can't remember a bit where the occasion was really in trouble. So mm. I, I think it was a pretty flawless performance, in, in all, all honesty. I think, um, the occasion just wants to probably show his skills as well, you know, even though it might not have been. The most entertaining fight one, he still got the win. I kind of almost feel like he had something to prove. Like, you know, almost like I've been in the UFC six years, this guy isn't on my level, kind of thing, almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think with that, DKC's 7 5 in the UFC now, and uh, his opponent moved to 4 and 5. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you say, it was sort of very one-sided um, and he, he got the win. So congrats to Dear Casey for that. Yeah, man. Um, and then I believe this was the feature prelim. Um, Ludovic Klein, I don't know if I'm saying that right, defeated, defeated Mason Jones. Unanimous yeah. decision. Um, what did you make of Mason Jones? He, he didn't look, I don't know, he, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. He, he didn't have an answer for Klein. Um, it's almost like he lost interest towards the end because he knew he'd lost. Um, it was very easy for Klein, which I, which I wasn't expecting. Um, Jones didn't really trouble him, um, which was a bit disappointing. Mm. I just think, I don't know, maybe... Maybe he's underestimated Klein. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say. He just, he just didn't have. He didn't look like he knew what to do. I mean, one thing we have got to give him props for is taking that dragon sort of kick that Klein done. You know, he looked yeah. like he was going for a knee and then threw his foot on the end of it and slapped him in his face with his foot. It was like, <laughs> like the Zorin. <laughs> is, that, is that your feet? Yes, it's defeated. Defeat, yes. <laughs> um, I've got to give him props for taking that like that looked like a, a hit. Um and it hit hard. So yeah. he's got one hell of a chore on him. Um yeah. but yeah, he just he just he couldn't seem to Get stop on. that stop that wrestling of Klein as well. Mm. That was a big thing, you know. He was on the bottom for a while and when he did get up, he seemed sort of hesitant to throw. I don't know if it's because of the the idea of the takedown again or or whatnot, you know. But maybe it was he, he sort of did look a bit hesitant. Um, but we'll see him back. Um, as we move on, we move on to the first fight in the main card, which is a uh, Volkan Uzdemir. And he took on Paul Craig. Um, what do you make of this fight for the the opening opening of the main card? Very good performance from Uzdemir. Hmm. 
Um, and this is the fight we were talking about. Paul Craig was trying to go for the leg too often. Um, who's the mirror? Yeah, it looked like he had it first round. Um, and I think I think that was bad for for Craig because then he's he's thought right that's there for the taking, but then he's had it scouted the rest of the fight and yeah. He's he's got out of it very easily every other time, um, and to be honest, like we know, who's the me? I just played him. To be honest, hmm. Craig wanted it on the floor. He wanted to be on his back. Who's the me? Just didn't engage. Made the ref stand them up. Yeah. Um, he he outsmarted him. He outclassed him. He was he was better than him in every every aspect of that fight. Unfortunately. See, I think it's it's good when you go that something, you know what I mean, and you can showcase that. And obviously with Paul Craig, it's his jiu-jitsu, you know, mm. particularly off his back, and he knows that. But there comes a time, like that fight, when people aren't going to sit in his guard or aren't going to throw bombs, you know, mm. in a postured position where he can thingy up a triangle like he did with Krilov. Yeah, you'll get a fighter that that is aware of what he does, and the mad thing is, Craig did have some success with the striking when yeah. he when he decided to throw. You know, he sort of thrown the one two and and whatnot. He's having success with it. I mean, yeah. was there was there a point where he sort of caught used to me, but didn't really follow it up. Not that I can remember. Well, I, I don't know. It seemed the other way around. Yeah. yeah, it was to me, it was catching. He threw a jab in the third round and it looked like it really rocked mm. him. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's... I think Paul Craig's a very good fighter, but yeah. when you just rely... Like, I'd like to see him take people down. Like, his tactic is sort of going for the takedown and grab all the sudden, and, you yeah, know what I mean? Pull, I'd like pull his to, opponent in. I'd like to see him take someone down. And let's mm. see what he's like from the top. I mean, yeah. you know, he's got a great guard game. He finished Jamal Hill with the triangle. He's done it to Krilov, you know. I'd like to see him push the top game more and work on that striking because he's, he's a big man, you know what I mean? Mm. And yeah. if, he put, if he sort of dedicates himself to, to the striking when he throws... I think he could hurt a few people. No, yeah, absolutely. He's a big I, guy, you know what I mean? He's going to hurt people. I understand. When something works and has worked, why not try it again? Yeah. Or hopefully off this, he will go away and go, okay, it works. If yeah. it doesn't work, I need to make those adjustments. So to what we were saying before. It, it's a learning curve, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean... It's just one of them. He's got to... As long as he learns from it, then... It's it's all good. Yeah. Yes. Um. But great win for Uzmiya. Um. So also talking about lightweights. Uh, just just want to mention it really quickly. Um. Alexander Rachaj, he was there, and apparently Jimmy Manua. So light heavyweight. Me. What did I say? Lightweights. Okay. Light heavyweights then. <laughs> I was going to say. I was thinking, how'd you go from light heavyweights to lightweights yeah, like that? Like, and, and speaking that, of lightweights, and speaking that's, of lightweights. that's a big lightweight, isn't it? Alexander Rachage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Jimmy um, Manua. But apparently, Jimmy Manua 
sort of stole it on him, but he didn't proper hit him. Oh, right. I don't know exactly what's going on. I didn't read the article. Um, I don't know, because obviously they've fought before, haven't they? I think Rachid's not maneuvered out. Mm. I, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but i just seen that little sort of... Interaction. You know, yeah. Um, so moving forward then, uh, we move on to our meatball, Molly McCann. And she gets onto a third win in a row with the win over Hannah Goldie. She does. Exactly like I said there, I mean, she like, did it again. So Molly must even be pinching herself, you know, from being close to getting caught. Mm. <laughs> Four fights ago to now being on a three-fight win streak, like yeah, something around. I mean, she she mentioned it in the press conference of, you know, sort of another spinning elbow finish in a way. You know, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the start of it. Um, they were saying yeah, it was like, the right hand one is it? right hand spinning elbow and then a flurry. Yeah, they were saying like, did did she mean to sort of go for that again? She said, well, yeah, you know, in in the lead up you would have seen like Aaron Ellis working those elbows and that. Yeah. And I mean I guess this is sort of what comes back to with Paul Craig, like when something works and has worked, why not go for it again? Mm. You know. But the difference is with Molly is she's not trying it all the time. It's like I think she tried it one other time in the fight. Mm. She's sort of picking the spots when it would yeah, work. Yeah. And I think that's where as you say, getting that first one with Craig when he got it, and it was it looked deep and it looked like he had it properly, you know, and then he didn't. He's then gone, right, that's there for the taking. I'm going to keep going for it, and that's been his downfall. I think if it that would have been, if that if Uzdemir would have got out of that easier, he wouldn't have been going to it as much. Mm. Um, so I'd say it's just one of them, as long as you learn from it, then it's not, it's not a big setback. Um, but Molly, she's, She's on fire at the minute. Like, you know, the women fighters don't have, unless your name's Amanda Nunes or Ronda Rousey or Joanna, you know, JJ Czech, there's not many women fighters who have the huge reactions like that, mm. which is, which is, which they should do. Don't get me wrong, they really should do. But I don't know. Women's fights. I can't feel like women's fights don't get taken as significantly as the men's, unless yeah. it's like a title fight, which again I think is wrong. Um, but it's just yeah, she's she's on fire. She's the I'd say outside of Amanda, she's the biggest star in the in the women's. She's the biggest women's star in the company without the belt right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I mean, as you say, I don't think there's many, you know. And certainly not from the UK. I mean, you know, we haven't had many from the UK uh, in the women's division, have we? But, like, certainly no one has had them kind of reactions from the UK as a woman fighter. So, she's absolutely flying. I mean, even in Vegas, when she fought Kim, you know, it was a little crowd, but that crowd was there. For them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and Paddy. Um, no, she's she's just flying at the minute, and you know Hannah Goldie, like she, again, she's tough. She was fucking enormous. 
Um, yeah. She was a kickboxer herself, so she went like, you know, just uh, someone with wrestling, or she had striking credentials, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the fact that Molly weren't scared says all you need to know about Molly. Um, but, you know, Hannah Gold, I mean, it was respectful in the build-up, you know what I mean? There was no bad blood between mm. them. For, for what I've seen, Hannah Goldie's always like that. She's respectful. So, yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, she comes back strong. But, you mm. know, the only way is up for Molly, isn't it? I, I think it, it was weird because this time around we sort of seen a different meatball again. Like, when she walked in, you know, she was a lot more calm. I mean, she was... She was singing and that, you know, it mm. went like the like she got fired up in the prep point, but walking in usually she's like shouting at everyone and no going it kinda, crazy. And she it was like she sort it was of found like, it was like she was sort of channeling Paddy a bit. Mm. Like not not as as not as like energetic coming in as him, but like she done the switch like him, you know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as you get in that cage, as soon as she's locking the drop from the opponent, it's like game face. I mean, I, I sort of seen it as well in, in the weigh-ins. Like when she come in, she was that fired up meatball, you know, mm. shouting at the crowd, getting them going. Well, that's she, it, stood, I mean, she, she stood on the scale, weighed in, and then when she weighed off, like when she weighed off, when she stood off, <laughs> you've seen her sort of take like a proper deep breath and then sort of go and stare, stare down an opponent, you know what I mean? And yeah. then you're seeing her get fired up again. So it's like mm. she's having these moments where it's calm, literally a calm before the storm. It's like she's calm and then she'll fire up. And it's like she calmed herself before she went in the octagon and then she fired up when she started fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, she's she's just becoming more confident in herself. She's improving every time. Um, she's getting more confident in her abilities. And, you know, now she's, like I say, three-fight win streak. She's she's got to be sort of you've got to be looking at a ranked opponent next mm. quarter, I think. Now she she believes she deserves to be in UFC. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's, and, and she's on the cusp right now of of the of getting in the rankings, I think, and that's why I think you know fifteenth, fourteenth, thirteenth ranked, something like that would be the would be the logic the next step for her. Yeah, I mean, I, she had I think Miranda Maverick call her out. Yeah. Um, she said, I'll oh, fuck you anyway. Not in yeah. anyway. <laughs> you know, she, she there's been a mention of a few fighters, but I believe we've got a question which was related to what you like to see next, but we'll yeah. so we'll answer that when we get to the but again, one. she's like it I don't like saying this because it's it's almost sort of not giving Molly the credit she deserves, but she's the female party at the minute in that she doesn't have to call anybody else, mm. like he said. I don't know, you know, like you say, I don't have to call anybody out. People are calling me out. Yeah. And, you know, they said it. I think we watched it when we watched the party vlog the other day. And, you know, they said, he was like, people say, oh, you didn't call out to party in your last fight. He called you out and he went exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is at the minute. Molly doesn't need to call people out because she, she has got people like Miranda Maverick calling them out. And yeah. Stuff like that. So she's in, everyone wants a piece of Molly at the minute. That's where yeah. the money is right now. Um, all eyes are on you when you're fighting Molly. All yeah. eyes are on you when you're fighting Paddy. That's that, it. People were there for them too, mainly, you felt last night. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it 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 showed. Like, you look at the card before it, you know, there was a lot, a lot of decent performances, but, you know, the crowd weren't as energetic as riled up until Meatball walked in and also got that finish. Yeah. You know, even, you know, as we move on to the next one, Krilov versus Gustafsson, they sort of, you know, calmed down a bit. Yeah. Until Krilov started unloading. So let's talk about that. I mean, after that, Gustafsson has had a few people saying he should retire now. Um, DC, DC himself, yeah, he said he should retire. But I mean, it's two, it's two years out, out, and even though we're saying that, it's like it sort of depends how you come in. Like two years out, look at Nathaniel, two years out, look at Gus. I mean, they're at different yeah. stages of the career and that, so exactly. it might not you work, know, but... Nathaniel's, what, 29? Yeah. How old goes, you know? The, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure, but that's when why I, I didn't want to... stage of your career, of course, you've got to be a lot more active. You can't get away with inactivity as much yeah. as you can when you're Nathaniel's age. Yeah, um, that's why I only wanted to use that like, point a yeah. little bit, you know what I mean? Because it no, didn't fully I, apply, but... I, I don't know about retirement. Um, I can see what DC is saying. You know, he used to take shots like that and just just walk them down. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's just like I don't think there's anything in that because that could just Krilov might have just caught him in the absolute sweet spot. You know what I mean? Um, I've got to remember Krilov was on the last card, the last London card, and he yeah. lost to Paul Craig, so he was probably coming in with a lot of fire as well. Yeah, and he, and in that in that sense, he's still relative. He's fresh. Hmm. You know what I mean? He only fought four months ago. So now Krilov fair play to him. He went in and he steamrolled. He like I said to you last night, he mauled them all. Yeah, he absolutely pulverized them. I mean Jens pulverized them. <laughs> the, the, isn't too much you can say about it. Just the fact that it was again it was one sided. And I understand like people's concerns for Gus, but I think at the end of the day, it, that's for him and his team, you know, to decide. I'd be surprised if he retired, like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we'll see. You know, in in a few weeks or so, we'll probably hear something, you know. Yeah. I think it was just one of them last night. Sometimes you come up against a fucking a gamer's fuck opponent. And like you said, Krilov lost his lot. Last is last fight. <laughs> last is last fight. <laughs> um, and like you said, was probably fired up, wanted to make a statement, wanted to prove a point, and he's gone, fuck it, I don't care that you're Alexander Gustafsson, I'm going to fucking yeah. maul you. And he did, so fair play to him. It was a great performance, and he deserved it. Yeah, it was. Tonight. It sort of seems like when people talking about retirement in Afghanistan, that the sort of lights come away from Krilov's performance. Yeah. You know I mean? But that, that happens with a lot of fights, you know. Sometimes one thing gets taken bigger than the actual fight and the performance itself. Someone we spoke to, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. You know, it, everyone was talking about the eye poke rather than how she fought through and still got the choke. So yeah. it happens, you know what I mean? It's um these these things happen. It's just one of the fighters must fighters know this. Yeah. They, they get on with it. Um, it won't affect us. Um, I, I say, I think even though he's sort of getting on a bit, he's 
probably still got a good bit in the tank. I don't think he'll want to retire. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I don't... Can't see him retiring, yeah. I mean, when, when you so see... He is... In terms of age, he's 35. It's so, sort, of, uh, sort of at that age where people might say, you know, maybe look at packing it in, but he's probably, he is, looking, but... At, he's probably looking at it and thinking, well, there's Glover, you know. Yeah. In the same, same decision. 41, in the same division, sorry. You know, you know 41, got... 42. He, he won the championship. Yeah, he's lost it, but he yeah. literally went to war. Yeah, you, you with mean, you know, you have someone like Steve Amy Ochic, 39. Yeah. No one's talking about him retiring. You got DC, he, he was only. I think he was 41 when he retired, was he? Or... Something like that. Yeah, he's 43 now. So when did he retire? Um, so he retired two years ago. So yeah, 41 when he retired. Yeah. After just being heavyweight champ, so talk of retirement at 35 is see well, is when you look at that, then as well, DC he retired at 41 is saying to a 35 year old to retire. Mm. So, I mean, what's his his reason for saying it? Is it the damage? Is, is he's like, because I mean, is he just you know, save your brain sort of thing? Mm. You know, don't take unnecessary see, damage. Of it's a weird one, Augustuson, because. Like they even said on the broadcast last night, is is most famous for his war with John Jones, hmm. and you know, it's like he hit the height of nearly beating Jones. Probably should should have got the decision, um, and he's never been able to recreate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, like he, like DC I mean, said, he's he's one of the best to never hold the belt. Sometimes that that happens, like. Even thinking to John Jones, other people that have fought John Jones have went on this sort of losing spree. Anthony Smith was one of them. You know what mm. I mean? Like, he starts to come back up now, and obviously I think he's fighting Ankaliyev Ankali- soon. Ankaliyev, yeah, that's going to be... You know, and you look at where Ankaliyev is, you know what I mean? So it's just... Mm. I, don't, I don't know, maybe the two-year layoff was stressful, and we, we don't know, you know, but... We don't believe he will retire, but I I'd, guess I'd we'll like see. to see him back in there, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of when you know, you know, isn't it? Like, mm. It's like when Joanna come back, she was saying, you know, give me this amount of time and I'll be champion again. And then she gets finished by Jung mm. and it's she retires there and then. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a sort of Dana White thing. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to move on further in the cards, uh, we move on to Paddy Paddy Pimley. He fought Justin Leave it, yeah. Um, give us your thoughts on that one. I think Paddy got surprised. I don't think he thought Jordan was going to be as strong as he was, mm. like, in just overall genuine physical strength. Um, because you could see he was strong, yeah. Um, and I think that caught Paddy a little off guard. Um, they mentioned that on the commentary table yeah, as well. Yeah, as as wrestling, Jordan's was was sound enough. Mm. Um, but I think once Paddy realised in the second round how strong he was, he again look he's he switched the game up as soon as he realised. Okay, maybe we didn't realise he was this strong. Switched the game up. 
trapped his leg, choked him out. Mm. It may not have been what he wanted because he wanted him out in the first, but look, he still finished him. Yeah. And Paddy, he's a perfectionist. He's never going to be happy with his performance. Mm. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't happy. With, I don't think he's been happy with any of his performances no, in the UFC. And but look, that's how you get better. Mm. The moment you say to yourself, right, I'm I'm great here, and I'm I'm very. I, I was really happy with that performance. How can you improve on that if you were happy with it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like it's like a footy player. If a footy player scores twenty goals in one season, I go, yeah, that was boss that. They're not going to get 20, past 20 goals again. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've got to go, that wasn't good enough. I want 30 goals next season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Definitely. it's exactly the same. It's that elite athlete mindset. You know, mm. Michael Jordan was never probably satisfied just winning one NBA championship or two NBA championships. It was until his body said, you're not in the condition to win any more NBA championships. He was like, I'm winning every fucking year. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's the same way. All these elite level athletes. Don't be wrong. I'm not saying Paddy is at that elite level yet. I think he will be. Mm, yeah. He'll tell you himself. He's he's not there yet. Um. He's definitely on his on the way, but he's got the right mindset. Yeah. He's got that champions mindset. He's got that elite mentality that you need, and that that's after battle, like. You could say that's you've, probably more of the battle, having that mental, you know. Yeah, you've you've, you've, you've got to you've got to be ready up here. You've got to be ready in your head hmm. before you before you get your body ready. Yeah. Your body, your body can be ready as much as you want, but if your head isn't there, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, you're not gonna, you know. Again, I, I use forty players as an example because I, I can use yeah. that as an example <laughs> confidently. You get you get forty players. You know, there's there's a forty player who's just signed for DC United, Ravel Morrison. He was he was in Man- Manchester United's academy. Every single Man United player around that time, all considered legends, you know, from like 2008 and all that. Mm. Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, Wayne Rooney, all of these said he's the most talented, gifted player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he's he's now playing for like his 14th club. Yeah. Because he's never he's he never had the right mentality to, to succeed. Yeah. And that that's that's what it boils down to. Um. And Paddy's got that mentality. Yeah, definitely, um, and he 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 showed that with everything he, he come in. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Fair play to to Jordan Levitt. I mean, yeah, he were having a bit of back and forth, um, you know, before in the build up and that, mm. um, but, but you know, sign of respect from both of them at the end of it. Yeah, um, even after Paddy teabagged them, <laughs> um, but now they, they showed respect. Jordan Jordan isn't a bad fighter. Let's be honest; he's he's decent level, um. But Paddy knew what he had to do to get the win, and uh, it was brilliant. It puts it sort of in perspective when people say Levitt was Paddy's first real test. You know what I mean? Like, no, but it's uh, not like he's people making out like he's only four cans in the UFC, and he hasn't like, yeah, like I, I've, you know, you you see people coming into the UFC or you know, like UK fighters coming into the UFC. And the fighting people, and you go, I've not heard of this guy. Yeah. I've heard of all of Paddy's opponents so far. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Paddy. like the the mad thing with this one as well is we actually seen, you know, a bit more of Paddy with him going second round. But well, that's it, you got to see seen, more of him, yeah. You seen a different Paddy because he come out different. You know what I mean? He come out and he was thrown straight away. Mm. 
that's not his style. He sort of sits back yeah. and waits. And I mean, obviously, again, it comes back to that frustration of what he had going on. But he still, you know, walked out the way he did, got the fans riled up the way he did, you know, still performed, still got the finish. Hmm. And he continues to grow. And then obviously he done that speech at the end, which is a lot of people said it's probably saved a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And it's it's sort of it, it's inspiring because that's what you you need. Like a person the position that he's in, like he's got so many eyes on him. And for him to do that, like that that's big. You know what I mean? He he mm. said anyway, like when a person has as many sort of eyes on them as he does, as Molly does, why not use that to shine, you know, a light on other things? Mm. He's, you know, and he's done that there, you know, um, you can say he has got the world looking at him. Like we yeah. were saying, my mum's even followed him because he's funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's getting people that usually wouldn't watch the sport interested in it and him mm. you know what I mean and I think that's why people re- relate him to McGregor not because of his style not because of his personality but because of the potential that he has because of where he is going to go yeah you know what I mean I kind of hit that high you haven't seen another fighter come in like and is going to hit that high where they can you know, have a demographic of like everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you've got Hamza, you had Sean O'Malley, but their demographic would be different. Paddy's reach, I think, is so many different demographics. And I think that's why he gets sort of thingy to McGregor because of what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, it just, it was crazy. And then, like, you know, as you say, the speech after it and, like, the interview, as we mentioned earlier, then with Adam Catterall yeah, on um, for BT Sport. Can we just say props to Catterall for the conduct in that interview? You know, he's how he approached it, you know, asking Paddy, is he speaking to someone as well? Because, obviously, mm. he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders. Are you also speaking to someone? No, I mean, it was... It was lovely to see. Yeah. Do you keep knocking your microphone? I keep just adjusting it. It feels like I'm too close to it, then I'm far away. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Not just because I can edit all that stuff. Um, but no, I mean, Catterall was, was phenomenal with him. And, you know, even just like going, you know, we can't wait to see you fight again, but do me a favour. Spend time with your family. Yeah. Spend time with your loved ones. Um, And then, you know, even... Not even like not even like a fist bump or shaking hands at the end to give him the hug. Mm. Like no, I, I put a post about it after watching it and it was like that would have helped Paddy. That would have meant a lot to him. Mm. Um and he's he's put you know, he's getting spread a positive message. So um you know <laughs> what he's what he's been through, you know, your baby Lee and then and then as as mate, it's just he's you've got to you you've got to admire him just for like 
being able to keep that in and, and do his job the way he has, like, you know. Yeah. Normal people, if someone close to you, like, passes away, you, you, you're taking time off work and you, you're struggling to just, like... Get through each day. Yeah, you're struggling to just want to do stuff on in days and stuff like that, and he's getting mm. a message five hours before he weighs in that is one of his best mates has killed himself, and it's like, then it's like, oh, I've still got to lose another two pounds, and mm. I've then got to go and weigh in in five hours. It's like, how the fuck do you function when something like that is going on? Yeah, and that's um, just a testament to his, his mental strength, you know. Just, I, I, it's just mad. Um, so Paddy, just yeah, he's look. He said, he said what he said now, and it's, and a lot, everything he said was true, mm. you know, and he's he's a hero for it, but just as much for me, because of the way he handled it, Adam Catterall is just as much of a hero. Yeah. Um, Definitely. So massive credit to both of them there. Yeah. Um, and we'll touch on this a little bit more in a in a few minutes once we finish the recap of the uh, card because this that whole topic with Paddy after the fight is is important in when it comes to the uh, the live stream yeah so um, we'll, we'll go into that a bit more soon but yeah Paddy performance wise great um, got tested more than he wanted to probably but still come out on top and got the finish so yeah. great performance Moves on to a new contract, better pay, and hopefully a ranked opponent. Moves on to three and all, three finishes, and another bonus. Yeah, so, three finishes, three bonuses. Mad. Yeah. So, can't wait to see him again. Yeah. Um, so we moved to the co-main, so which was scheduled to be Jack Manson and Darren Till. Obviously, Till had to pull out, and we got Chris Curtis. Um, so this, this was a bit of a, a mad one. Um I think so obviously Lauren was getting annoyed because she likes Chris Curtis. Um <laughs> anyone who was on the stream would have heard that. Yeah. But Hamanson had a game plan and that game plan worked. You know, he said himself I had to get the win. Yeah. You know, he moved, he went just moving. You know, but he was moving, he was striking, he was picking his shots. He didn't really wrestle as much, which yeah. was a bit, of, a bit of a surprise. Chris just um, couldn't get near him, could he? But, you know, it's... You got to give props to Chris, because even though he was getting frustrated in that, he, he took that fight on two weeks' notice. Mm. You know, he's come in, he's probably had to look at a few fights, see what he can do. Obviously, Strickland fought him before, and... So you probably got some insight there as well, but mm. you know, it, it's he, one of he, them. He he said on Twitter now, you know, I had to take that fight because of how big of an opportunity it was. Yeah, you know, it's not every day you get. I think what was Manson ranked six? I think so. Chris is still unranked. Yeah. So it's like you know, why wouldn't he take that fight? Yeah. Realistically, look, yeah, he lost the fight, but in terms of rankings and stuff like that, he's got nothing to lose. Hmm. I think it's his first loss in UFC <laughs> it is. since yeah. he's been in there. You know, if you but if you're unranked and you lose to a ranked opponent, you're just gonna stay unranked. Yeah. <laughs> like so he's he's in no different position than he was at the beginning of the fight. So it made a whole bunch of sense for him to take that fight. Um and look, yeah, Hamanson had a game plan. 
he surprising that he stayed standing with him. Mm. Um, I think Kev said it on on the stream. I think if if he went into the till fight with that game plan, till on the feet would have probably yeah, been all over him. He would have picked picked his um, shots and took him out. So yeah, I mean the odd words didn't he at the at the buzzer? Yeah, um, at the at the end. But again, uh, that's I frustration, that's emotions, you know. Apparently, Hamanson, I think Hamanson called him a pussy. And <laughs> Chris hell. didn't like that. But I think what Chris was saying is like, you know, you you've just you've just ran. Yeah. Fight me. And he said something, blah, 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 you pussy. And then he hasn't like that. And then he's flipped in the bed when he's been stood next to each other, he's about to get his hand raised. <laughs> but they've since kissed and made up. Um yeah. and <laughs> Chris. He's funny on social media, like he put stupid, nice Jack Hamanson. <laughs> feel like I feel crap now. Why do you have to be so nice? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like what London, that didn't you have to? Yeah, yeah. Hamanson was saying, I'm sorry, and that's your life. Why did you have to be nice? <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, it's like 40 year old virgin, isn't it? Like mm. when it's like, I changed my number, I moved home. Well, I didn't know all that, so I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah, um, yeah now look, he's at the moment, adrenaline pumping. He's frustrated because of how the fight went, as anybody would be. He's even deleted the tweet, to be fair to him, because he put a tweet up saying, like, I should have prepared for the track meet. Yeah. Um, he's deleted that in fairness to him. That, yeah. That's not... but. Like again, we're lucky enough to have been able to speak to Chris Curtis. That that what that wasn't Chris Curtis at the yeah. end of that fight. That was just emotions running wild, and and we've we've seen it as well. So obviously we've chatted to him, but a week before I saw a video propped up of him sparring a troll, um, and I mentioned it on the stream. Yeah. And literally, I think he has a five minute spar with him. He takes him down. He doesn't. Ground and pound them like other fighters may have. And when it's finished, the troll still says, I could have knocked you out. So that pissed, pissed Chris off. You know what I mean? He's like, mm. the reason I've got in here is because these other fighters, these would have killed you. You know, I've sort of went easy on you. I'm in there to be the nice guy. Yeah. Like, like what's going on? And I think he's probably done the same with Chris. Now, I'd, I'd still knock you out. You're a pussy in that. Mm. And Chris is like, put your gloves on or get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, now no, I'm pissed Chris. off. Now I'm going to like proper fuck you up. You yeah. know, luckily for the troll, he got escorted out the gym, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Chris, oh. he is, he's one, of, he's one of the nicest people you'll probably ever meet in MMA. And mm. look, it's all fun and games now. He's been with, he's been hanging out with Molly, been hanging out with Tom. Um, you know, he put a tweet up like, uh, I feel even worse now. Because now I know I'll never be as cool as Tom Aspinall. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure before the fight, though, weren't he like, he was, when, when he, he on like Tinder or something? Yeah, because <laughs> he said London Tinder's off its tits or yeah. something like that. <laughs> but he's just he's just a nice guy and he's going to be back. He, look, he took a tough test in a, in a high-ranked opponent mm. because he had nothing to lose from it and everything to gain. Yeah. You know, say, say he would have knocked him once an outlet, he goes straight to number six. <laughs> yeah. Massively so it didn't mean sound like being there, but yeah. Credit to him for taking the fight. It just wasn't his night. Exactly. And didn't want that to rhyme, but I couldn't really help it. (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds like being before I didn't mean it. I said the stock rises. 
the stock rises. <laughs> <laughs> um, so move on to is what, there any point talking about the main event? What should have been a main event? You know, we all For know anyone who didn't see the main event, Thomas went all through a kick, landed awkwardly, and but destroyed his knee. He's done and something to his knee. Um, do you believe it's an MCL tear? MCL, yeah, PCL. You um, don't know. Um, it, it's it's a ligament, put it that yeah. way. If you, you go down like that, holding your knee with no real not sign of... Not straightening it out straight off as well. Yeah, not straightening it out. No sign of anything snapping. No sign of any rupture in any muscles. Mm. It's ligaments, and that's worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, as someone who can speak from experience, it's the worst. Um, <laughs> I hope him, I hope him will quickly recover. I hope he can come back as strong as ever, because we said it after the last one, 2022, was going to be Tom Aspinall's year. Mm. Um, I think if he were to beat Blades, you're looking at if he were to beat Blades, you're looking at like next is a Cyril Gan or well, someone, someone likely, that high, you know what I mean? More than likely, so they would have been looking at like the winner of Tuvas and Cyril, maybe. Yeah, you know? I, I, I think Tom, there, if he'd have won. That fight last night, if it if it had happened, I think he was two, three, maybe fights off a title fight. Mm, yeah, um, not long off, and he's like he's showing people in the division that he's, you know, the real deal. That's why he, he's like not making no mistakes about it. He's one of the most feared people in that division mm. because he's like a young Frank Mir. Yeah, his ground game is impeccable, mm. but he can strike as well. Yeah, you know, he's got. I think he's got the shortest cumulative. Octagon time and wins Things like in one, the heavyweight division. One minute fifty-five or something like that. No, it's it's not that short. Like I've I've seen something fifty-five. Like, it's I, I'm on about like you add up all his time in the octagon for all his wins. I think it works out at about seven minutes in total. I've seen something like Definitely not. Right. A, it's definitely not one minute fifty-five. That means if five wins or whatever he's got, he's not he's finishing people in th- less than thirty seconds each. Yeah, I'm trying to see what it was. It might have been like, like 655 or something. 155 like that. seconds of total cage time. No, that, that's not right. He has the quickest combined fight time to five UFC victories of all time. No, it's not going to be 155 seconds. That's from FCC because he's done something very similar. Yeah, FCC. 155 155 seconds is two and a half minutes. I don't know. He's definitely been in fights for longer than two and a half minutes combined. Let's have a look. Bear with us. You're making me use me nearly dead phone here. Yeah, I know. But that's okay. So Um, there you go. His, His fight against Volkov went longer than two minutes, two and a half minutes. So whatever that says is wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know what that thing is to then. Because no. martial MMA record in the UFC, like 45 seconds, a minute 35, then a minute nine into the second round against Arlovsky, two and a half minutes against Spivak, 3.45 against uh, Volkov, and then obviously 15 seconds with his knee against the uh, Blades. Yeah. So, as I say, don't know what that's referring to, but 
it's it's definitely longer than 155 seconds. Right. Okay. Um. So we we covered what we <laughs> could of that one. Um. Yeah, which was nothing. Yeah. Um. Nice to see them having a beer after it though. Like you know, Blades was just as disappointed as anybody. To be fair, so. Yeah. Um. And to be fair to Blades, he's he, he seems a he seems a down to earth guy. He seems a he seems like a good guy. To be fair, so. And it was also good seeing his reaction to the meme that someone made. Did you see that? No. So someone made a meme. No, when Peter Griffin falls over and he holds, he holds his knee. Oh, yeah, he yeah, goes, yeah. Ah. yeah I, <laughs> someone made a meme with like Herb Dean, no looking at. Right. Okay. Um, so the thing, sorry, the thing with Arsenal was 155 seconds of total cage time in his three FFC, FCC fights. Was it? I don't know. I've closed it now. Anywho, go on. Yeah, so that's what it was, 155 seconds in FCC. Um, yeah, three fights and it lasted, they lasted the total of 155 seconds. So it was FCC, not UFC. It's easy to confuse them. Anywho, so we move on. That was uh, UFC London. As yeah. as you said, when as um, when as much as the, that the, the craziness as the first one? Um, no, don't forget the first one. I like, I think there's only like two decisions on that whole card where yeah. this one was majority decisions. Yeah. So, look, they can't, I mean, they can't all be that level. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's three years away from UFC with the first one. Mm. You know, the fans were dying for the show, you know, and the yeah. fighters obviously wants to give them one, like this time around. Like, yeah, the fighters probably did want to give the same, but it's just there hasn't, Worked out that way, you know. Yeah, it happened. No, as you say, not every car can, you know, deliver like crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? not every car can, steer, you know, can be 10 out of 10 from start to finish. Yeah. You had the first UFC London was. Yeah. But look, it was still enjoyable. It was still some really good fights. So definitely. That's all we That's all we want. We just want good fights. Good fights, random ass food. <laughs> Um, yeah, I felt like crap all day because of that food. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no. Um, we knew that anyway. Yeah, I think so. I was having a chat for a few weeks, and it's like, then it did last night. It's like, okay, yeah, your body's like, you're gonna be chat again. I'm gonna punch you. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. So yeah, that was the card. So next week you've got Pena, uh, Nunes too. We haven't fully decided if we're gonna be watching that. Or and doing a live with that yet, but we'll let you know through the week if what we decide when we decide it. Um, but what we want to do now, so before we get into our into our questions, is just obviously. So was it May that we done a live stream? Was wasn't it? Think so. Yeah. Yeah. So May. So yeah. Back in May, we uh we done a live stream. 24 hour live stream for the charity kind based yeah. in Liverpool here. Um we we enjoyed it. We managed to get a lot of good guests for it. Sadly, it's not available to watch anyway because we had technical difficulties on the day and ended up having to sign up with restream and then it only recorded six hours of it. So unfortunately, none of it's there to watch. Yeah. Um, you can see it on YouTube just sitting there, but you yeah, can't actually view it's it. It's on our YouTube page, like 20, I think it's like 23 and a quarter hours or something, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can't watch it, don't go away. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but we are going to be doing another one. We're going to give ourselves more time to plan this one. Yeah. Especially, um, like last time we gave ourselves three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Which was not enough. To, was not enough time. Um, yeah. So this time we're going to aim for September just before I go away because I go away in the middle of September 14th. Um, so we're going to aim for just before I go away and we're going to do, as I say, same, same again, 24-hour live stream. Maybe in a different setting. We, we're not too sure on that yet. We're trying to work some things out. Yeah. Um, but the one thing we can tell you is, is that so we were we were playing with the idea of a few different charities um, and we pretty much almost made our decision. And then Paddy's speech last night made me message Caden today and say, we need to change it to this charity after yeah. what? After Paddy's speech. So the charity we're going to be doing the next live stream for is a charity called Sean's Place. So that's also in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and that is a men's mental health charity. Um, they do all kinds of different things. The basic, uh, From what I've seen from it, they're a support group yeah. for men who feel that type of way. Um, and they do some great work. So we're going to be trying to get, we're going to be getting that organised over the next few weeks with the with the goal of doing it in the start of September. Um, so yeah, Sean's Place did a great charity. We're going to try a few different things as well. We're hopefully going to have a few things to run some giveaways on, like raffles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with all the proceeds going to Sean, the the the, the just given, I suppose. Um, so yeah, it's going to be for Sean's place. We'll put some information up about them over the next day, uh, near to the time when we've started getting some guests confirmed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but on the back of Paddy's message as well, we we put it on Instagram last night, and we're going to say it again. You know, our messages are open to anybody. Even if you don't know us, even if you just listen to us, even if you just see us on social media and you've never interacted with us before, if you see any of our posts saying our DMs are open, we mean it. Yeah. If you want to, even if you, you know, you can start the message with, I don't want you to reply to this, but I, if it's just something you need to get off your chest, if you want to, but if you want to speak, if you want to get something off your chest, if you want to rant, if you want to, whatever you want to do, our DMs are open. And if you want to speak, we will speak to people. We're, we're happy to do that. You know, yeah. I feel like myself anyway, I feel like I'm in a in a privileged position in a way because I'm fortunate enough to have not felt like that. Yeah. Um and I know a lot of people can't say the same. And I don't want you know, if my mates come to me, like Paddy said, if my mate comes to me and wants to cry on my shoulder, I'm there for him. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I've had my mates cry on my shoulder. Don't get me wrong, a lot of time the pissed. Um, <laughs> that's when you know. That's when your true emotions kind of come out. Mm. Um, look, you know, it doesn't make you any less of a man if you cry, if you open up, if you know. My my, we've all got our releases. My releases, if I get angry, I, I have to punch something. <laughs> you usually something like a punch bag, just to you know, he hasn't got. A particular person that he, he punches. No, know. no. I mean, punch bag, <laughs> yeah. the wall. Um, you know, just like I say, you've got to have a relief. 
mm. a release. Um, you know, even like when other people have been been like struggling and stuff, I've said like, you know, fucking go to the charity shop, buy a load of cheap plates and smash them. Be mm. greek. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Anything like you know yourself, like with doing you've done bits of like combat sports yourself, like I haven't just just that release, just that that feeling you get from punching something or mm. kicking something is just like, oh my God. And it can help in times like that. But like yeah. I said, look, RDMs are open on Instagram, on Twitter. We're not too active on Facebook, but on Facebook too. Yeah. The notifications will still come through to us if you want to message us. We're here. We'll speak to you if if you want to do it. Um, just don't suffer in silence. Yeah. I think what Paddy said is like 100% true. You know, there's too much stigma around it, you know, and I think I was speaking to someone on Instagram today and I was just saying it's it's men tend not to speak because of how they'd be judged or perceived, you know, if if a man speaks, then they're afraid that someone might perceive them as weak, you know, because mm. there's this stigma that men have to be strong, they have to push their emotions down and, you know, all this, but it's not the case because it doesn't work. No. Like, bottling bottling stuff up it does not work it just makes it worse and it does. if if i'm being honest some sorts of speaking from experience yeah you know bottling shit up you know not speaking to anyone it uh, does it it has an effect on you you're keeping all this negative energy in and it's just gonna result in something that really you don't want it to do but at that point in time, it's the only way you feel you, you could get it out, you know. Yeah. It's we do need to change that that stigma that, you know, so it's a stereotype of men have to be men. Yeah, there's times when you be tough, but when at times when things are getting too much and you need to speak, then that's when you know you speak. Yeah. Cause you're the, you're the, you're a bigger man if you speak up than if you bottle it up. Yeah, as as mad as that sounds, it is true, because you're letting people know who you care about, what's going on with you, and you know you've only got to you've only got to look at like some celebrities who've who've committed suicide. You know, Robin Williams hmm. was never had a smile off his face. He was you'd never have thought he was depressed. Yeah, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, same. Yeah, um, we we all. We all have this mask that we put on, you know. Talking about Robin Williams, there he had his mask was a smile and you mm. know cracking jokes. That's how he hit his, you know. But sometimes you just need to pull that mask down and reveal our, ourselves, you know, and speak about it. It's like sort of can't stress it enough, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Just. Just talk as as Connie said, RTMs are open, you know, whatever it's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. They're open if you open need YouTube, to. YouTube, TikTok, yeah. wherever yeah. you see us, messages. You know, we'll um, as as Connie said, like if you wanna speak, just you know, we, we are open. You know what I mean? It's like just just speak, you know. If if you're in those low points, 
speak to someone. We've we put a post up on Instagram and Facebook, not Instagram, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Where for those in the UK, anyway, where numbers you can call mm. to speak to somebody. So if anybody's listening to this, whoever's listening to this, um, if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling anything close to that, speak to someone, please. Mm. Don't yeah. do, don't, don't, like Paddy said, it doesn't just, you know, if you make a, if you make a split second decision, that result, that affects everybody else's life around you, you know, they've got to then live with, mm. with that. And I wouldn't, Touch with this, I'll never be in this situation, but I wouldn't want any of my mates to to do something like that and them not have spoken to me. Mm. I like to think that I'm easy to speak to about anything. Um yeah. and if any of my mates if any of my if any of my mates think that they can't speak to me, they can. Um but the same to even if I don't know you, I'm not asked. If you want to speak, we'll speak. Yeah, the, it's as simple as that. The thing is, you have an impact on the people that you know more than you you realize, you know. And it comes back to those split second decisions. Mm. I mean, that's why people around you, you know, it it does it affects them, you know, and they, they only care for you, mm. you know. So <clears throat> I've seen, seen a good post today because a lot of people were sharing Paddy's message and stuff like that like even like you know um, verified people in the on Twitter and that yeah and um, someone just put you know speak if something, if something along the lines of speak to somebody because and you know even if it's just to one person in the world to somebody in this world you are their world. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, just, it's just, it's, it's a hard, it's horrible. It, it's the biggest, like Patty said, it's the biggest killer of men mm. our age. But I, I think the thing is as well, it's like, it, it's that, like, it festers when, you, when you're a man, but it starts when, like, you're a teenager, you don't realise that that perception of others, you know, mm. It starts to there's this expectation that you've got to be yeah. a certain way, you know. And you know, the world's a different place now than when we were growing up. You know, when we were growing up, you had or you had the gangs around by ours and that, you know, mm. and stuff like that. And I think back then, yeah, if we were going through anything, we wouldn't have spoke about it because it was a different there was just something different about it then. Now there's there's none of that about it. Yeah. There's so much help out there, like You've just you've just got to use it, but there needs to be more for men, and that's why we felt that doing the stream for Sean's place was 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 important this time around. Yeah. Um. So, like I say, we'll, we'll have more information about that near the time and and everything, and how you can donate and get involved and stuff like that. Um. And hopefully, we'll have some stuff to give away and and raffle off and and stuff like that. You know, we've got some new um, we've got some new affiliates there who uh, hopefully well I think I've said they're, they're going to be good enough to help us out with that um, mm, yeah so shout out 1812 supplements and 1812 sweets 
Um, they've been, you know, we've only been affiliated with them for a few days, but they've been so supportive straight away. Yeah. Um, as as of everyone, we were affiliated with you know, uh, we can't we can't thank you all enough. It's been it's been a great experience for us, and you know, hopefully, you know, you're helping us. Hopefully, we can help you all you a little bit as well. So, yeah. But like we said again, one more time, our DMs are open. Speak to us. We're we're more than happy to listen and help in any way, shape or form that we can. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's move on to some questions. Yeah, move on to some questions. We've got a few. From How does these episodes always end up taking this long, seriously? I, I, I don't know. It just happens. So let's jump right into it. So we've got Chris on match MMA. First of all, before I throw his question out there, Christopher, we've got a question for him. I'm full naming you, Christopher. <laughs> what the fuck? The boy picked against the bad man. What's how going can you, on? How can you go against the bad man, Christopher? Yeah. Why? How? When you do, when you do your episode, we expect an answer, please, sir. That's our question. Um, but his question to us is: With the fight ending like that, what do you think should happen next with Curtis Blades? Um, I'd probably say what we said would have been the next step for for Aspinall, really, and maybe go with the winner of Tuvasa and. Gone maybe. Mm. Um, it's tough because because he's still up there in the division. He's I, I can't, I'm not exactly sure what his rank is at the moment, but I know he's not like massively far down. And I think because he is still re- fairly up there, he's kind of fought everyone around that area already. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean um, there was someone who uh posted something um, maybe just, um maybe jones yeah well, that's what i was going to come to someone uh i'll just shout them out uh at cunning can be 811 um they did say the stipe versus bones loser yeah maybe so um i, I don't know if cases will be sort of well why am i fighting a loser you know no i want the winner he'd probably want the winner but then let's be honest the winner's probably getting the title fight so yeah I mean, it, it's it's a bit of a mad thing in the division. Like, obviously, in Ghana, who's out with his injury, you've got Ghana and two Vasa fighting. That could be the number one contender. You're getting Stipe and Jones made. Mm. That could be a number one contender. You know, you've got Blades sitting there. You know, I just hope Aspinall and Blades can get to run it back at some point in the future. Well, I say I, I, run it back. It never really got run the first yeah, time. I would like I mean. that, but uh, Kate. Curtis is actually set on the winner of Cyril and Tui Vasa. Um, and then when Tom recovers, he can have the winner of that. Mm-hmm. There you go. So there's our matchmaking. Um, yeah. Dana, give us a job, lad. Fuck yeah. Appreciate the question, Chris, but you need to answer ours. Um, yeah. <laughs> next up, we've got Cyrus at McTavish Clan. He asks, how impressed were you with Paddy yesterday? Very, um, because we got to see a different, not a different, yeah, but I th- I th- we got to see a different side of him. We got to see more of him. Um, we got to see that he's not just getting there, get it finished as quick as possible. He, he can execute a more in-depth game plan. He can change it mid-fight as he did, or it seemed like he did anyway. Um, we got to see him sort of come out like, sort of I with think fire you gotta, and change that. 
you, you got a better show of his jujitsu and his ground game because he had him on the floor for a long time in that second mm. round and the way he's had his arm trapped, it was it was perfect and it was yeah, it was very, very well executed. Yeah, it, it was. Um so we are very impressed with with Paddy uh from yesterday. Very impressed. Um it was very good, very nice. <laughs> Next, we move on to uh, this one has a couple of questions. So it's Jordan uh, at MacDean MMA. Uh, so his first one is, who's next for Molly? Hmm. Say Miranda. As she actually called, Molly actually said, like, am I ready for Valentina? No, not yet. But she believes Antonina Shevchenko. That would be an interesting one. Yeah. I so, think with the call out, it makes it. I think it makes Miranda a tasty one with the call out. Yeah, but I wouldn't be. I certainly wouldn't be against Antonina. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, yeah, I'd say either of them two. Definitely. I mean, there's there's obviously there's a few in there. There's Casey O'Neill, and mm. she comes back. I think Macy Barber is another yeah. one. I believe she's flyweight. Yeah. There's a few intriguing matchups for Molly, you know. Definitely. I know she she could even. I, I don't I don't know where where Gillian is at the moment, uh, but down the line she could get a rematch with with Gillian. Know what I mean? So. Yeah, but, but they're there. I was going to say they're boys now, but they're not the guess. Hey, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're like good mates now, so I yeah. don't know if they'd want to do that again. Um, so next question is what do you make of Chris Curtis' reaction? Seemed to he seemed to be more humble today, to be honest with you. Um again, so as I mentioned, it's, yeah, we've kind yeah, of touched on that. He's frustrated when you know he, I, I should he who knows what if he had anything going on. Obviously, what he wants to do with Jack is for Jack not to move, you know. Um he wants him sort of stay still and sort of bang with him. I, yeah. I don't know with coming in two weeks notice what Let's he's got planned but Curtis is Chris Curtis is is one of the biggest strikers is one of the harder punches mm. in the division Jack Amanson knows that look if I stand there and try and fight with him I'm getting knocked out potentially yeah. I mean Chris, there was moments Chris Curtis very Chris... very easily could have finished him if he'd stood with him mm. there's moments and... when Chris actually got a few things off and yeah. Amanson looked a bit unsteady but yeah and that's it. It's, it's just again, it plays down to that. If he thinks, if he thinks in the back of his mind, look, Chris Curtis is a massive puncher. If I stand around getting finished, why am I going to stand with him? Yeah. It's the same with used to me and Paul Craig. Paul Craig wants to be on the bottom, wants to be on the ground. Why? Is why would? Why there? would I? Why am I going to go on the ground? Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like when people criticize Floyd Mayweather for like running in his boxing fights. It's like, well, boxing is the, is the art of hit and not getting hit. Yeah. And he was a master of it. He's not just going to stand there and take punches because it, it's more entertaining for the crowd. He's like, well, not a minute to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simple as. So, um, now, look, he was frustrated. His emotions, both of the emotions got the better of him. You know, Hermanson apologised straight away. Chris has deleted his sort of salty tweets, uh, which, again, it tells you a lot about the man that Chris Curtis is. They've made up. They've spoke to each other. It, it's all good. Yeah. Emo- you know, emo- it, you you fighters, you can't expect them to just be like, oh, yes, very good fight, sir. Thank you. Yeah. 
you you punched me face in for three rounds straight and I couldn't get you any, but thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, at like the that. end of the day, they both move on to what's going to come next for them. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? But we, we see both of them again. Yeah. Um. Next one is special mentions to Rosa versus Wood and Dolby versus Silver. Um, I agree. We've touched, we touched on Wood and Rosa. That fight was just on the first fight. Wood, to be fair, Wood I think phenomenal. Wood and Rosa. Sorry to just jump in there. Yeah, um, I think Wood and Rosa. We didn't get a fight of the night, I don't think. I think that was probably it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like I, I said, definitely, it definitely needed... There was four performances of the night. You had Paddy, Molly, Krilov, and... Was it Manson, was it? No, I don't think it was from Manson. Anyway, there was, was four. It, was it Uzdemir? Might have been Uzdemir. Anyway, um, yeah. Mentioned to them their performances. Um, what's next for Tom? I think at this moment in time, recovery. plenty of recovery. But <laughs> in terms of when he comes back, what's next for them? It's hard to I say. Know, it's, it is hard to say because you don't know how long it, it's, it's, it's be impossible out for. to say. He could be out for twelve months. The landscape at the heavyweight division could be can. It could have changed probably will be completely different. Yeah, you know, by the time he's ready to fight again, so I think it's too hard to say that at the minute. Who knows who's going to be champion at that time? You know what I mean? Exactly. The, the heavyweight divisions just there's, there's there's not many times when you get a champion stay champion for long in yeah. the heavyweight division. So I mean, we don't bonuses. know. Bonuses, yeah. So there's no bonus award uh, for fight of the night, and then it was Paddy, Krilov, Molly, and Jonathan Pierce was the other performance. Jonathan, night. okay, yeah. That's the one that we didn't catch properly. Um, his last one is uh, asking about Paul Craig. This is all the same guy. Yeah, this is what a, what a guy. Yeah, McDane, what a guy. Please ask questions again. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, his last one is Paul Craig's effort to keep it on the ground again. Um, so I spoke about that earlier, but so touched on when something's worked and something works and it has worked in the past. You're going to try that again, you know. Yeah, you are you are going to try it again, obviously, because it's worked. But like we said, you've got to know when to know when to hold them. Um, <laughs> no, you've no got you've got to just know when to hold. Oh, you're getting me singing the gambler now. Um, <laughs> no, you've you've got to know when to to switch it up and when to adjust. Yeah, um, and surprising from Paul Craig because you know he's he's been around a long time in in MMA. He's you know he's thirty four. He's experienced. He I'm surprised he didn't change that himself, but I'm sure he had his reasons. You know, again, we're not here to <laughs> we're not here to start telling UFC fighters what you need to do and yeah, that. Yeah. But uh look, yeah, he, he would have had his reasons, but from us watching it, it seems like he should have changed it up and he didn't. So I believe that was his downfall. Um hopefully we see them changes in future yeah. fights. No, I mean he's the mad thing is like He's such a contender, and that's based off his like his bottom game. You know what I mean? Mm. So imagine what he could be like if he puts the focus into striking and shooting for takedowns, and you know making proper good use of them. Yeah, it's uh, be interesting. Um, so we move on. Uh, we have Greg uh, from the and then some podcast. Uh, his is at. ATSM underscore podcast. He's got two questions. 
So first one, <laughs> first one is Molly and Paddy are absolute showstoppers right now and are putting on incredible performance. What heights could you see each fighter's potent- potentially ascend to? He says, I think Paddy will be a legit contender further down the road, but I don't know if I see it for Molly. Um, for I me, can kind of see where he's coming from. I think see, because, uh, because we've seen more of Molly in the UFC, because she's lost in the UFC, I think it's easier to say she might not get there with them than what it is with Paddy. But I think myself, they confidence in themselves and each other mm. it is off the rift of scale yeah and I think as long as they believe it they're going to do it and for me you know so you've got to look at their weight division I mean I'm not I'm not saying Paddy won't do it I'm not saying that when I say this but I'm saying like look at with, with him saying he doesn't see it for Molly look at the flyweight division like it goes Valentina you know, and then it's sort of is everyone else. You know I mean, it's all the women's divisions are kind of like that, though. Yeah, it's... but when you look at lightweight, you know, you've got Charles, you've got you've got Dustin, you've got Machev. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, he couldn't be in a more stacked division if he tried, like, could he? Lightweight is stacked and is filled with killers. Killers. You know what I mean? Chandler, the like it's Chandler, Dustin. Yeah, like I said Machev. There's loads. The Bronx. And I'm not saying that um, he, he won't do it. I'm just sort of highlighting the fact that Molly probably does have more of the opportunity with the, I don't want to say quality if I see it because like, I'm hating on women, but you, you know, you, you know, what I'm getting at, don't you? I think and it's, I hope I think it's easier. No, I'm getting at. I think I think it's easier to get a title shot in the women's divisions than it is the men's. Yeah, um, and that's because the women's champs tend to be more dominant. Yeah, you know, you'd add Amanda. Let's be honest, no, no one really thought Juliana was going to win. No, in the first fight, yeah, um, odd person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, and most of the them odd people who who do say that is because they probably put a shit ton of money on them and think I'm going to win shit ton of money if it wins, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but no, women's fighters tend to dominate the divisions more than the men fighters these days, anyway. Um, you know. In the men's divisions, I think we've we've kind of come past out of the days of having an Anderson Silva holding yeah, the belt for like a major years long on end. Obviously, you've got like you know Volkov's had it for a while now, hasn't he? Um, Kamaru, Kamaru, Izzy, they've all had it for a fairly decent time, but not to the likes of what Jones had the light heavy for. Anderson, if you take if you take away his multiple suspension, yeah, no. even BJ, you yeah, know, um, them days are, are gone. I think. The caliber of fighter is I'm not saying it's necessarily better. I just think there's the more sports fighters. Moved more as well. Yeah, yeah. I think there's more fighters at the top level who yeah. can compete with one another than there maybe was back in the day. Yeah. Um which again, yeah, it's just the evolution of the sport. But yeah, I think it's easier to get a title shot in the women's divisions at the moment because yeah. of the dominance of the champions. It kind of does sometimes boil down to right who haven't a fought yeah. Yeah. Who else is the, that we can, you know, put in that position? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, that sort of thing was was probably a thing with Nunes. I mean, the give her Megan Anson. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's, <clears throat> but yeah, we we believe they do have the potential. They have 
they believe they have the potential to get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his next question is, were you surprised with Chris Kirk's lack of willingness to throw his strikes? Jack did a good job with his movement, but there were times where even when Jack was flat-footed in front of him, Curtis just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we mentioned that before, didn't we, of Curtis actually looked like he sort of shook him a bit at one point. Um, yeah. I think he just got pissed off in the end. But it, it, it comes it come to the point where he was following rather than circling out, you know, mm. and he highlighted that again in commentary. Yeah. I think that, you probably would have seen it more because I think the frustration was the fact that he was following him and he just kept moving around and I don't think he would have had that much frustration if he had sort of blocked him off and yeah. then sort of threw his strikes, you know what I mean? Tell you what, would Tom, have been... I think full camp Curtis versus full camp Hermanson is a different fight altogether. Yeah. One, yeah. I would be interested in, but I think Curtis yeah. now needs to get a couple of wins again get ranked, and then maybe we can revisit that. But full camp Curtis training specifically for Hermanson yeah. would be I a mean, very good fight. You've got to look at it from both sides. Hermanson was planning for Till, you know, yeah. until two weeks out. Chris Curtis didn't know he was going to fight until that pullout. So it's... Yeah. Hermanson obviously had to change his game plan. You know, Chris come in with whatever he, he was going to come in with, but it just... It hasn't worked, and obviously, him not being able to circle out and throw strikes is probably frustrating. And then it's yeah, just thinking from not striking as much. Mm. But um, appreciate the question. Um, move on to the next one. This is Ross uh, at Fort and Long Media. He's asked, how many UK champs will there be within the next five years? So he, he, I'm assuming he just means UFC, but he hasn't actually stated that. Um, let's, just, let's just assume he means just UFC then. Yeah. I'm going to say, let me think. Um, I think that there'll be about there'll be a few in my opinion. I, I don't gonna, know exact number, probably about four or five. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think Leon's fighting soon. I think Leon will be one. I think Leon's got the talent in that as I well. St- to I do still it. think Tom will be one. Yeah, Tom. You got Arnold Allen. I think um, Arnold Allen. So I, a, I mean, someone I was actually going to say I think Makayev will be one. Um, as much as I don't like the kid, he's fucking brilliant. Mm. Um, I think he'll definitely. I think he'll be one. To be honest with you, of of the fighters that are in there now, there's quite a few who have the potential to mm. be um, champ. Yeah, there's there's loads. To be fair, we could just we could sit here and name real and names off all day. Yeah. Um, even ones who aren't even in UFC yet. To be fair. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like. The sky's the limit for UK MMA at the moment. UK MMA is in yeah. arguably the best position it's ever been. Um, we, we, we've said this, we've spoke about this with local yeah, fighters and, and UK yeah. fighters. We've spoke about this. Um, UK MMA is in the best place it's been in possibly ever. Yeah. Um, we've we've gone from 
the days of having, you know, the odd fighter in there. Like, it was, mm. it, you know, for a while, it was like pretty much Dan Hardy and Michael Bisping. Yeah. And then, like, you had Ian Freeman thrown in there a bit. You had, like, Jason Tan had a few fights in there. Yeah. But I think the thing with a lot of British fighters, it it, it tended to be like, right, you get, you're having one fight or two fights and then that, that's it, you were gone. Mm. Um, yeah. You never really got a proper chance to showcase it. But, maybe, but I don't think the regional, the regional scene was nowhere near what it was back then. Uh, what no. it, sorry, what it, it was nowhere near what it is now back then. Yeah, um, I mean, you've only it, got to look at some of the fighters on the regional scene now. You know, Cage Warriors. You've got Nathan Fletcher, Luke Riley. You know, um, the Hardwicks. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> Leroy Duncan, many, George yeah. Fischer, There's loads and that's just in cage audience that's just cage audience you go further yeah you go into like the local professional and amateur scene you've you've got there's too many to name i can't sit here all day we spoke to most of them to be fair yeah there's there's so many there's so much talent to throw out like right now to throw out like a female name out there's like chanel dyer chanel dyer you know there's uh lexi Ruch who will be fighting again soon yeah you know there's um, yeah, Lisa Zimo as well. You know, mm. there's 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 loads of women coming through it as well, and having someone like Molly, having the the yeah. having the sort of you know explosion she's having and I'm, her performances and that it's only better for women in UK MMA as well. Yeah. You know, and we're so, only we're only going to get better in the UK with MMA because with with the work Emma are doing now, mm. and you know it looks like we might get a a, com- a proper commission for UK MMA. Yeah. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. And, you know, we're saying four or five, you, you, you genuinely in the next, maybe not five years, but in the next 10 years, you could be in a position where every champion in the UFC is fucking British. Mm. Yeah. We've, got, we've genuinely got that much talent coming out of, of the UK right now. Um, And, you know, if you don't believe us, you've only got to look, listen to, and speak to someone from across the pond in Jendo. <laughs> yeah. Jendo will tell you the Jendo UK MMA. Jendo lives and breeds UK MMA. He, even Ross so for, for Yeah, yeah. He yeah. follows UK MMA. He can tell you. Anybody, I can't imagine a lot of Americans do follow the regional and sort of even a cage warriors level, they might not follow UK MMA. If you don't, give it, give it a chance because you genuinely are. Ah, uh, missing out. Yeah. Um, it, it's a phenomenal place right now, and like I said, we genuinely could be in a position where the UK genuinely takes over within ten years. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that was the last question, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that is our. Uh... So the reason I like these episodes, by the way, because we get a bit.